E-S-N-Y. Kershaw has luck now. Kershaw's greatest hits. That curveball is nasty. Just play the hits, man. Just play the hits. There's no hits coming left. He's uh he's he's getting pretty close to cooked. Yeah. A lot of innings on that arm. A lot of postseason innings. That's what happens when you win the division, what was it, like eight years in a row? Yeah, and they're gonna win this year for sure. I have there is not a better lock in all of Major League Baseball than the Dodgers winning the National League West. But, alright. Today is Wednesday, May 8th, episode 13 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York. I think, I'm thinking about changing the name. I'm starting yeah. to think about changing the name. Yeah, it's you, such a mouthful. Yeah. You want to finish the intro before we get onto that? No, we're just, we're just <laughs> kind of rolling with it. We're back. We're back. It's been a week. I think we are going to go to once a week and maybe free us up to do some other stuff. Uh, yeah. Maybe just well, a New York a... Sports in general podcast on yeah. other weeks. We'll yeah, see. Well, we had a lot of things there in a row. Had my birthday, which none of you guys wished me a happy birthday. So yeah, that's rough. There's that. Um, I don't think all... I even wished you a happy birthday. Did I? No, no, you did. I'm just talking about the people who listen to this. I even know if anyone even listens to it. So if you're listening to this, you probably didn't wish me a happy birthday. And that's I fine. Still, I still haven't Whatever. seen the analytics. Yeah, we, and then it, I and then I went back to college for the weekend, and it was not. I forget great. where you, I forget where you were, but I was home. No, that when we why didn't we record last Wednesday? We did record last Wednesday. We because I had that job interview in the morning. Oh, that's what and it was. Okay. then we came home. I ended up getting that job, new job. Let's go. Oh, that's right. We were. I was tanked. Oh yeah, because you had been. I guess you just started drinking at like three o'clock. I had a business lunch. Bus- right, business lunch. Quote unquote business lunch. But okay. Yeah, to continue the intro, uh the Yankees just got absolutely shat, shat upon by the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, that, that was, was not good. fun. Oh what what was that face? My face? No. Oh, our audience. Our studio yeah, our audience. audience. Our live studio audience. That was the most disgusted face I've ever seen in my entire life. All right. Can uh, we <laughs> Okay. We're already off the rails, and we're two seconds into this thing. I kind of like going off the rails. I'm about it. Yeah, same. It makes it more interesting. Um, yeah, so we just lost 10-1. to 1. We were getting no hit through six innings. What was it? Six innings, right? Yeah, Mike sure. Kikuchi. It was something like that. I just stopped paying attention. He was, yeah. You know, can't win them all. No, uh, can't at, win them all. <laughs> like, a couple of plays happened early in the game. Uh, Encarnacion, Encarnacion. Oh, wow, I cannot pronounce it right. Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah. I got you. Um, you got to say it with the first name. You get. That yeah, call. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've never once said Encarnacion's name just Encarnacion, yeah, except Edwin right now when I really yeah. tried to, and I um, might have gotten it wrong. I don't know. But he made a great play at first. Like I think it was like the third or the fourth inning where it, you just like, took a deep breath and you're like. It's gonna be this one of those is, days. This is gonna happen. Like yeah, it's, it's gonna be like, one of those days. You know, I was convinced we were actually gonna get no hit. Thank God it didn't happen because I probably would have put my head through a wall if we got no hit by the Seattle Mariners. I think um, the Yankees make it through. Six and Angel Hernandez days. being the home plate ump, like yeah, fuck that guy. It, no favors for anybody. I mean, granted, both sides had the same ump and they put up ten runs on us, but I mean, we just didn't have it. It's just not even a debate anymore that he just takes pride in the fact that he's the worst umpire maybe yeah. to ever live, right? Yeah, and lasagna. Like that's his calling card. Lasagna early in the game didn't have it, but he was pitching. He was throwing those outside ones, and he just wasn't getting that call. But then later yeah. in the game, they were coming the other calling way. It. Yeah, that, it was that calling. curveball it didn't make Kikuchi any dropped sense. in on Clint Frazier. It was for that strikeout. Yeah, exactly. I was like, like I was, was like four pitch. inches outside. It was the same pitch. Lasagna was making, but it was cl- lasagna's pitches were closer. And it came, it came from the left. Kikuchi's just, a lefty, so it came on the left side. And it's like, you're really going to argue that that ball didn't just... Came across the plate? Like, it, yeah. uh, it's like ridiculous. It, if at least Lasagna can say, all right, that was falling off the plate and it just caught black on the corner. Like, mm-hmm. for Kikuchi to get that call, you have to bring it all the way back. And you're say it didn't yeah. just go around the plate. Oh, well. Kikuchi was know. using pine tar. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think we kind of let... Gorgeous. 
I think we kind of land on the same thing with with this, and that's what like we're. I think we're on the same side of the argument here, where like people use these things for ball grip. Yeah, mostly. I and I'm, say mostly. I'm fine with that. And that it, you know, that is what it is. It's been done forever. But you know, like I'm gonna make a big deal out of it when my team has two hits through six innings. Obviously. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a stink. And of it. you see that huge glob. I don't know if you saw the picture of it. The huge yeah, just glob of pine tar yeah. underneath his hat. And no, I know it's like, it's all like right, a... are you really just using that for grip, or are you adding like a thousand RPM well, on your slider? Well, that's what gets with me too, is because how do you say that guy's last name? The pitcher, Kikuchi. Uh, Kikuchi. Kikuchi. Yeah. Yeah. He has. It's almost like a Barry Zito s curveball that he was throwing. You know. So then you get into the whole spin rate argument and everything like that with using the pine tar, and it's just like, oh my god, like you know, again, are you gonna make a big deal out of it? Probably not, because the game was kind of already in hand when we realized that. I think it was six one. Yeah, we we weren't winning this game no matter what. Yeah, if it's a closer game, I mean, I'm going out there. I'm I'm making a scene of it. Yeah, I don't but, think I don't think I'm going to keep calling him Johnny Lasagna. Low IC go Lasagna. He's Johnny Lasagna. I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he's been for where he should be in his development. Like we just pulled him up from Double A last year. We're like, we really need a pitcher right now. This is our best Double A pitcher. We got no one else on the roster. Yeah, well, and, he was he was very bad. Very I should say bad very today. bad. His pitch he's count. Not a, he's not a major league pitcher yet. Exactly. He's just not. And that's fine. I don't disagree with that. But his pitch count was really high early, and that screwed us from the yeah. start. It, it, just had, it was just from the beginning. From the outset of the game, it just maybe it was like, you know, an adrenaline drop after last night, you know, just an emotional letdown, you know, mental lapse. Again, it is what it is. We've got another game tomorrow to take three of four, which would be great. You know, yeah. hopefully we don't split. Splits out the end of the world, but I'd really like to take three or four from the Mariners. But yeah, I feel like the Yankees get no hit through six innings more than any other team in baseball. And then our and boy Gio got hurt. Yeah, at least the X-rays came back negative, though. I know, it's, but it's just like everything. <laughs> it's just like every game someone gets hit or comes up limping, and it's just like, please, for the love of God, don't get hurt. Just don't get hurt. That's all yeah. I ask anybody now. They could bat. You know, put Greg Bird back out there. That's how over I am. Yikes. Put Greg Bird out there just so we have people that don't get hurt. You know, on Brian Hoke, uh, he, the beat writer for MLB.com, he's doing a running blog for the Yankees injury timetables. Greg Bird is still TBD. Thank God. There's just no plan for him at all. It's going to be. I hope, he fig- I hope he figures it out. Just not in New York. Yeah, he's going to be the best first baseman in Kansas City. Exactly. And that's fine. Speaking of old players going to obscure teams, I want to look this up right now because I feel like Sonny Gray is actually having like a decent year for the Cincinnati oh, Reds. I mean, obviously. Of course. Like, who who didn't expect him to go to Cincinnati where nobody gives a flying fuck about anything and, and just not be good? All right, let's see. Oh, he's 0-4. That's not great. Is he really? 0-4 with a 3.89 ERA, which is weird. It's so like he's pitching while they're just losing. I guess because th- they're a bad team. Yeah, I felt like at the start of the season, like his first couple of starts, he was very good, but they just didn't win the games. Yeah, his uh, his ground ball rate is the best it's been since 2014, So, which is great. He's re- reunited with his old uh, so college see- pitching coach. So it's safe to say that he's doing what he's supposed to do. The results just aren't coming. They're just a bad baseball team. Yeah, no, they just stink. Yeah. Which is weird because I feel like every time I see the Reds, I'm seeing like a Derek Dietrich. That's what happens when you bring in Skyline Chili every day. Yeah. Did you did you see Derek Dietrich put on uh, eye black mustache the other day? I did see that. The most ridiculous thing Hilarious. of all time. I I think I mean, I think he's awesome. I think he's just having a lot of fun out there. But an eye black mustache, man, come on, <laughs> come on. You got to keep things interesting in Cincinnati. Not a lot going on. That's just being a hardo. I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else? Well, let's just do an injury update uh, because we actually we might be getting some guys back. Uh, D.D. Gregorius, he could be playing in rehab games as early as May 20th. Very exciting. I miss D.D. I miss him very much. We saw it a few times. We saw it last night when uh, Torres wasn't able to get to that that fly ball that just dropped behind Urshela. Uh, that's a play that D.D. makes. He's just that good defensively. Yep, but he just really misses defense and his hitting. Left-handed hitter for the middle. I missed of the his enthusiasm. 
enthusiasm, just a positive he attitude. Brings a, he brings a lot to the team, a lot of intangibles. We do have a positive attitude, though. This It feels a lot with all well, these replacement do, but guys. It just felt... Yeah. Didi's a little different. You know, he's got that big smile and everything like that. You know, oh, it's just a little just different. the most talented person who's ever lived. Like, his his photography and his art. and Very talented. Just overall, a, re- a true renaissance man. Baseball might be his fifth best life skill. It very well could be. It's the one position the Yankees have not skipped a beat at since 1994. Shortstop? Shortstop. Well, we, we did have Eduardo Nunez for a little bit. That wasn't great. I mean, there are teams. <laughs> I'll get the Mets. <laughs> they have nice. a guy that can't play defense at shortstop. <laughs> well, Rosario is supposed to be a good defender, but I feel like every time we watch him, he makes some kind of egregious error. His where he defense just is atrocious him. right now. He can hit. He just can't play defense. Yeah. But I feel like he's supposed to be a good defender. Like I feel like when he came up, it was like, this is going to be a slick glove. He's fast. And if he can hit like 270 in all singles, I think we're going to be fine with that. But I don't know. It's just it's the Mets effect for you. You know what it probably is? Their grounds crew is just terrible. So they just have bad bounces. Um, we're, we're on the injuries. We should go back to that. Do yeah. talked about Hicks is concerning. Yeah. Aaron Hicks old, could come back as soon as this weekend. At this moment, he could be. I don't have it up in front of me. He could be 0 for 12 in single A baseball. Yeah, every I've seen three stat lines from him in rehab games. I saw 0 for 4, another 0 for 4, and then today he was 0 for 3, even though he played nine innings in center field. Uh, yikes. The 0 for 11 is the official. Um, Is that is that math? Four, yeah. eight, yeah. That's yeah. Math. I did that one right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had the calculator out for that one. Yeah, I did that one. Okay. <laughs> Which is, you know... Single A, some people are saying, you know, the new NL East, but it's hard. I'll tell you what, everyone in single A knows how to throw 98, and they have no idea where it's going. That's probably what it is. Aaron Hicks is used to, like, doing the numbers and the math. It's like an unnecessary shot at the NL East for no reason. Did I say NL East? I did. Oh, no you reason. did? For no reason. Wait, what was the shot? I missed it. I said single A, you know, some people saying the new NL East. I don't know why oh, yeah. I did I just totally unnecessary. It's not even true. There are a lot no. of good baseball teams there. Not even true. But no, I'm I'm officially not concerned about Aaron Hicks because I'm convincing myself that since he's a big he's a big analytics guy, he knows the pitch percentages, but single A guys don't know where their pitches are going. So he doesn't know how to do the numbers in his head. He doesn't know how to just hit the pitches. He has to know where I they're love, going. I love when people bring that, that point up. Where they're like, well, you know, because like, it's true, but it's just like a funny thing to say, right? Yeah, when it's, it's like, like you're when saying it's like, they're major, so bad that you easy, can't hit it's them. E- it's, yeah, it's easier to hit major league pitching for major leaguers because they throw more strikes, yeah, right? And like where, the <laughs> where in the lower minor leagues, like, angles. some guys just don't have control, <laughs> so yeah. like they just don't do well. Like It's just like a funny thing to listen to. Like, it's just like, oh, well, these guys are worse. But they're harder to hit, dude. It's like in in Bull Durham. No, I, I get it. It's I get the. It makes sense, but it's just a funny argument to hear. Like yeah. it's like, well, this guy's so bad that he's good. Like he's so bad, so I, bad can't, that he's just, I can't hit him. Yeah. But this guy's so good, I can hit the ball four hundred and fifty feet off of him because you know <laughs> like, he can put it exactly where he wants yeah. to put it, and you know where he's gonna try to put it. Exactly. You just get in his own head. You know what? We should do that. We should just replace our entire pitching staff with single-A pitchers who throw 98. Should be like, I don't know. Find a strike zone. A strike zone. Have Angel Hernandez out there. Angel Hernandez behind the plate. Joe West at first. Nothing can go wrong. No. Do you think they've ever been on the same crew? Has so been. I, I, like, I can't even... I can't think of that at all. And who was the guy who blew the... Uh, who blew Mark Burley's perfect game, right? Galarraga. Yeah, so you just imagine. like Jim Joyce. Jim Joyce. Yep, that's who it was. I'll never forget it. <laughs> oh, that was the most egregious. That's why I think that's what really spurred instant replay in Major League Baseball. Oh, that is a... Where it was like this one thing where it's like, we have to do something about it. They should retroactively give him that perfect game. Because he earned it. You can't do that. But though. he earned it. And you have to take it away from Johan Santana. Why did he? Did he? There's not... a controversial call on his too about um a fair or foul ball. Ooh. Yeah, it's I. I was think it's it fair? A fair. Just tell me, was it fair? I think the ball was. I think it, whatever the call was, like helped him. The real, like the correct call, would have took away his no hitter. 
Damn, that's rough. All right, so let's just take it away from Johan Santana. I love taking things away from Mets fans. Can't do that to them. <laughs> They've suffered enough. They need all they can get. Um, DJ LeMahieu might be my favorite favorite person alive. Just alive in general. The best thing about him is the whole story of last offseason where you know it was between you know DJ was either like there a lot of talk he was going to the Mets, a lot of talk he was going to the Yankees, but then there's also Jed Lowry. You know, he was also a huge name out there, also in talks going to the Mets to the Yankees, and people thought Lowry was a better pick for the Yankees, better fit. You know, and now DJ is in the Bronx carrying the team. Arguably the most important person on the roster right now. By far the most important person on the roster right now. You know, besides, I guess you could say Tanaka or Herman right now. Well, let's just let's just limit it to hitters in the lineup. Let's say the most important person in the lineup. Because he's been there the entire time. Yeah. And he's just been producing nonstop. And Lowry hasn't played a game yet for the Mets. He's yet to play a game for the Mets. Unbelievable how your jaw just dropped. Did something happen? Yeah, Nestor Cortez is getting called back up to the Yankees. I guess lasagna is getting sent down. Well, he he didn't pitch well today. Um, But if Paxton's out for three weeks, you need someone to make that start. Listen, man, I hear you. Like maybe they're just trying to find because he hasn't like again like for what the position he's been in he's been fine but yeah. they're just trying to find lightning in a bottle I think until people come back I guess uh, I think uh, Cortez is he's really a reliever anyway so I don't know maybe uh, maybe they want to give Sessa the spot start and just do like an opener kind of thing that could work I don't hate that um, you know who I really want to see at some point this year if another pitcher God forbid goes down long term I why want Michael King why would you I'm saying him? I said God forbid. Why Why would you put that in the universe? I said God forbid. It doesn't count because I said God forbid, and I knocked on wood three times. Where's the wood over there? It's right here. Is that really wood, though? I don't know. That's wood. All right, three times. Knocked on wood. Okay. We're good. Everything's fine. I'm going to blame I'm you saying, if this happens. God forbid I want to see Michael King. Because once we got him, he just he turned into a completely... Uh, he was kind of a throw-in. We weren't really expecting to get a lot out of him, and then we got him. I don't. I don't remember exactly. I don't remember the exact trade because when it went down, I was. I don't know who this Mike. Uh, I almost just called him Mike Ford. That's not. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> I missed Mike Ford already. He you did a uh, sent down. That yeah, no, he bad. got sent down. Yeah, he did an interview with Barstool uh, with, with the Short Porch about how just happy he was to be here and how he's just you know he's trying every day to just do something to stay on the team. And by the time the interview dropped, he had been sent down to AAA. Amazing. Yeah. Which was... Who's, it was our, other, who's, who's our other first baseman right now? Um, I guess it's DJ. Yeah, I guess DJ LeMahieu. Austin Romine can play first base. Don't, don't even start with me about him. Start. Do it. You hate Austin Romine. I don't hate him. He just frustrates me a lot. I think you just really don't like him at this point. No, it's just... I. Everyone just runs on him. He did. He did throw someone out today. You know, he did have a really. They still good got throw. noodle arm. I just feel like, you know, I, the I think the drop off from Gary to Romine just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I think oh, that's yeah. I think that's what the problem is for me. Especially when Gary is locked in. I don't think. I think. But if, again, it's apples and oranges. Like Gary's Gary Sanchez and Austin Romine. Like, yeah. Austin Romine will never be Gary Sanchez. No, he Austin Romine. And you is hope Gary never becomes Austin. Not that Austin's a, had a bad career or anything like that, but you'd hope that Gary never. No, I think Austin Romine will go down as one of the better backup catchers. Uh, that you know, a, a backup yeah. catcher is one of the most important positions you can have because a catcher John needs to take a lot of days off. So it's it's, it's important. John Clarity is what he is now. Yeah. Whatever Which, happened to him? Does he still call Yankee games? Yeah, I think so. I think like, he does road games. Every once in a while, he must do yeah. something else now because he used to be the guy. It was him. It was um. He was there with well, the Al Leiter. Al Leiter used to do a bunch too. I I don't think I've heard Al Leiter call a game all year. I don't think he does anymore for the Yankees. I think mm. he might be somewhere else. He might do something with MLB Network or whatnot. Who, who was who called the game with Ken Singleton the other day? Jeff Nelson. Yes, Jeff Nelson. I have no idea who that is. I think he he's from like the nineties. Okay, that, so that was like I if I know, much too young for that. Yeah, I'm a child. Um, oh, we just went totally off track again. Which this wasn't as bad off track, but I I completely lost 
where we were. Uh, well, let's just talk. Since we were talking about pitching, let's talk about Jay Hat. Uh, he's pitching like a back of the rotation arm, which would be fine. I'm if, sorry, I missed exact. I missed everything you just said. My phone just went off. Thought that again. Jay Hat is pitching like he's a back of the rotation arm, and that's fine because that's what he's supposed to be. I don't. I don't want to get mad at Jay Hat for. You know, he comes in, he gives up four runs over five innings. Like, you can't, you can't just expect him to be good every day because that's not who he is at 36. We signed him to be the fourth starter and the fifth starter next year. When CeCe's gone, you would presume that we would replace him with somebody else. So we signed him to be one of the worst arms in the rotation. And he can give you a few quality starts. It's better than Vargas. Better than Vargas. Almost anything is better than Vargas. I don't know. I, I, I always I like to make apologies for Yankees just because I'm a Yankees fan. And I say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna actively root against someone on our team because anytime they're up, I want them to hit a home run. And anytime they're pitching, I want them to strike whoever out because you're a Yankees fan and that's what you want your team to do. I don't know. It's just J Hab gets he's getting a lot of hate this year. Because I think we got a little taste of like who, who he is at his best. And we forgot that this was like this was not even the top three guy for Toronto. Forgot who the real guy was. Yeah, um, Domingo Herman might just be really good. That would turn out to be fantastic. That would that would be the biggest surprise of the year for me for the Yankees if Domingo Herman just pitched like this the entire year. It, like he'll be an All Star, no doubt. Could you imagine if Domingo Herman just an All Star this year? That would be very, would that be a bright spot in a season that we're winning that hasn't had many bright spots and dark times. Although things could be a lot darker, but he's been very surprising yeah. and very, I don't know. What, what it's like, it's like weird. I'm just very happy for him. We're winning a lot of games, but it feels like everything's terrible. Exactly. Like, but we're winning. We're second in the I division. Don't feel good. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel good either. But I wanna I wanna see exactly how many games we're back because I'm pretty sure we're two games back right now, which we can just if we win in against Tampa, what are we? Oh yeah, we're two games back from Tampa right now. We have a three game set with them this weekend. Conceivably, by this time next week, we could be in first in the division. Herman will probably just slide into that four slot next year, right? Move hat back. I think so. You'll have, you'll have you'll have Sevi Tanaka, Paxton, yeah. on hat. Well, we always thought that Domingo Herman was just a poor man Severino, but like a, like a middle of the rotation Severino, uh, some guy he could have bad starts, but he could also have lights out starts. You're just mm-hmm. you don't have that consistency with him. But so far this year, he's had that consistency, which is great. He's got fantastic stuff. He packs the biggest lip I've ever seen a pitcher pitch with. Uh, seriously, uh, packs- oh yeah, it's enormous. I've never seen anybody pack a tire lip than he does when he's well, on the mound. I'm not usually looking at mouths of professional baseball players, but I usually don't either. And then somebody pointed apparently it out. Apparently, you do. Apparently, I do. No, I saw it on Twitter. Somebody pointed it out, and I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, okay. that thing's huge. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, what else we got? CC wore a Yoda costume on Star Wars Day. That was funny. That's what his his podcast with Ryan Rucco is based on their love of Star Wars. Well, yeah, wasn't he the bobblehead? Uh, yeah, he was the bobblehead, and then he pitched on Sunday. So, what was that? So I think it was the TV. Oh, all right. It caught me off guard, though. The television caught you off guard. The, since well, for anyone who doesn't know, we the lights are off in our apartment. ninety five percent of the time. Our electric bill is non-existent. Yeah, it's great. Dansby Swanson needs to get a helmet that fits. Sorry. Well, he's just one of those players who, anytime he runs, his helmet comes off. Yeah, it's like when Bryce used to hit it off his head. He does the same shit. He does on purpose. Yeah. Because it looks really cool when you slide into second and your helmet's not even on your head. It's just a single. He just fell off on his way to first base. Like, look, he's not even... It looked like he just hit it off. That's absurd. Whatever. Uh, Speaking of the Dodgers, is... Cody Bellinger just is he just gonna be obviously he can't be this good, but is he gonna be like an MVP the entire year? I he's don't... a stud. He's exactly what people thought he was gonna be. Like he's supposed to be. Well, doing I remember this. when when he was a rookie and we were talking I think it's about just earlier. That people yeah. anticipated him. 
Well, I was like, when we were talking about him and Aaron Judge, it was like, yeah, both of these guys are clearly the best rookies, but they're not the same guys. They're clearly. Uh, they just very, stole a base, different. and I thought Darno was in already. Oh, man. Because I don't know. I, when you told me this, I don't know what time today he got signed or when he got signed. Yeah, I, I saw it a couple hours ago. It would have been hysterical. Yeah, if he just got stolen on in his first. first hysterical. Second. What a bum he turned out to be. But yeah, so Bellinger's hitting. I don't. I don't really like using batting average, just because I don't. I think batting average is kind of outdated at this point. He's hitting four hundred three, so you can't. His on base percentage is almost five hundred. It's four seventy four. I have to imagine Mike Trout's the only one with a higher on base. Or I, yeah, or, or close to it. You'd think, right? Yeah, I want to see what Trout's is now because when we played them, I think it got as high as like five twenty when when we were on that West Coast road trip. And that's just that's absurd. Getting on base more than half the time, like that's that's ridiculous. Sure. Um, on base percentage. Oh yikes! That can't that can't be true. He dipped all the way to four seventy five. So are they tied? I think I, I think Bellinger's was four seventy four. I don't remember now, but either way, they're about Whatever. the same. But if you if you have the same on base percentage as Mike Trout, you're doing something a okay. Yeah, 474. So they're basically the exact same player right now. Oh, man, the Mets lost again today. Yikes. That's very concerning. The Mets are the Mets are just as bad as we thought they were going to be. I don't know. I disagree. They were not supposed to be this bad. I, I, I always knew they were going to be this bad, though. Cause I, I th- it's falling apart in them very quickly, which seems to happen with them. Yeah. I thought they'd make it a little bit farther in the year before it started collapsing. The fact that they have done nothing... To fix their fifth starter problem, it's banana land. Yeah, I think they're just now, trying to... And now Matt's is, Matt's is down. Matt, Matt's can't pitch, and they're just yeah. rolling. They got Wilmer Fond from Tampa to replace. They got a reliever to replace Matt's. Yeah, he pitched today through four innings. Yeah, that's not that's not good. If I read that line correctly, it said he pitched four innings. Yeah. They only lost 3-2, but they got to fix it quick, man. They're in real trouble. Yeah, that, that's I want to. What's their, what's their record now? Let's find out. Because they were they were above five hundred for a while, and then you were right the the wheels just fell off I so fast. I think they're fast. five games under five hundred now. They're five. seven. They're seventeen and twenty. I don't know no, if this three, game is. Yeah. I don't know if this game's updated yet. Yeah, that is it because I think today they were two games under five. Oh right, yeah, and their last ten is three and seven, so mm-hmm. they're just they're falling apart. They're seven and eight at home, ten and twelve on the road. Uh, like, why are you not calling Dallas Keuchel? I think because Dallas Keuchel has a draft pick attached to him because uh, of now it's, the way now it's just dropped to a draft pick or you have to wait till June first or something like that. Yeah, right? once once June first hits him, both him and Kimbrel, you can sign them without losing a draft pick, right. which I think everyone is waiting for now. But if you're the Mets, you're looking across the division at the Phillies. I mean, like, oh, these guys might they they're starting to pull away a little bit. Bryce Harper's not even swinging it that well, and they're still starting to pull away. Yeah, we might. We might just have to sacrifice this draft pick to get the guy that we need to what stay round in this is the pick. I don't know the round of the pick, but it I mean especially in a sport where picks don't mean anything. I mean picks are kind of important. It depend they're not important for yeah, at least six or seven years. But it's not like the NFL where or the NBA where it makes or breaks you. Yeah. I, you I was trying to I was trying to explain this in the off season when but people these guys get traded all the time. Oh yeah, I know. I know they do. And they but, get rule fived all the time. Yeah, I was trying to explain this in the off season to people. They just people in the off season complaining about how the Yankees are afraid to go into the luxury tax, even though they have the money. They don't understand if you set yourself up in the luxury tax, so you're over the highest threshold for three straight years, which you yeah, would. There's, be, a, there's another. There's another tax on that, right? There's like another. Well, the tax keeps going up, but that's just money. The problem. Is when you, you lose international pool money and shit like that too, right? I don't and know dra- about the international pool money. You your draft pick drops ten spots. Yeah, there's something crazy. There's something I think also like money wise too that if you do three years in a row, like you drop ten spots. But I also think there's like another ten percent on top of that. Yeah. So it's like you pay the and there's like the luxury tax and then there's like another ten percent. And that's one thing. It makes no business nuts. sense to do that for the Yankees. If you want to say who cares, it's the Yankees. They shouldn't care about money. That's fine. My that's problem right. is when you say. Who cares about the 10 spots in the pick? Well, that's the difference between Aaron Judge and a triple-A reliever for the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, Like, that yep. pick matters. Yep. And that's, like, just to get off topic a little bit, that's why I think soccer is 
hysterical because they're just like, we don't care how much money your team has. If you want to go out and just buy the best players, go right ahead. Is that how it works? I don't know anything about soccer. Yeah. Yeah. But if you like, what teams will do is they'll sign, like, you have to pay sometimes a team a million dollars just to talk to their best player. And then you'll have to give them. So they get them. They get money. Yeah, so it's like, let's say you're the best player on a team. Like, I got to give the team a million dollars just to even talk to you about coming to my team. Uh And And then then, if you say no, then I buy you out. I buy them out. I give them, like, all this money, and then I pay you an absurd amount of money. There's so much money in soccer, it's crazy. Yeah. I think think it is the most profitable sport in the world, right? Soccer? I I have no idea. I know it's the most popular. I feel feel like, on average, their players get paid more than anybody else. Maybe not baseball. But I feel like the the biggest soccer contracts for a while were just blowing American sports out of the water. There's a lot of money, yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. Um, Oh, we've been talking to them. Okay. I I also have a problem with the Mets here. I don't... I know he's not going to hear this, but I, I'm calling Chris out. Our friend Chris, he tags me in literally every single Peter Alonzo home run or anything he does. If he makes a nice play in the field, if he hits the ball hard, but it's a ground out, he tags me in every single one. And like I'm supposed to be impressed. But I watch Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, Gary Sanchez, and Luke Voigt every day. I'm not impressed by your 450-foot homer. It's not that great. He's a beast, though. He's really good at baseball. I don't need to see every single highlight, though. No, it's true. Especially when the team is just losing. The Mets stink. They do. Uh, I, speaking Go of that, off, Chris, Chris Paddock bodied the Mets. Oh, I love that. But Alonzo had a great response, too. He's like, the guy wanted me. I went up there. He went after me. I went after him. He's like, he just got me. Yeah. But that's, I, I mean, that's awesome. Watch. Paddock, I think... I think he's kind of upset that Alonzo got the National League Rookie of the Month. I think that's oh, what no, the no, 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 no. That's exactly what it's about, which is hysterical. That that well, means, uh, yeah, Alonzo earned it. Uh, Paddock had a great month, but Alonzo earned it. But it's just so funny. Like that's what's pissing the guy off. The April NL Rookie of the Month award. Yeah, <laughs> not, I, I, I not saw the, the stat line. Not the Rookie of the line. Year award. Not the Rookie of the Year award, no. or like an MVP award, or anything like that. The April National League. Rookie of the Month award. I mean, Paddock's stat line was awesome, though. It, yeah, two and sick. one, one nine six ERA. He's having a great year so far, yeah. but it's just hysterical. Yeah, no, it's it's not nine home yeah, runs. Alonzo didn't say anything about the guy or anything about his mom, his family, or anything like that. Nope, he just won an award that <laughs> none of us vote in, <laughs> and I'm taking it against him personally. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, he, I wonder he must use his motivation and it worked. I mean, there must be an incentive in his contract. I'm guessing. Oh, I'm Pat, sure he gets. I'm sure Paddock just. I'm sure Paddock just lost like an extra fifty grand because of that, and he's like, "Screw this guy." Oh yeah, there's got to be a bonus for that. Um, all right, so let's do around the league. Oh well, let's check in on the Red Sox real quick. Davy Tinglefingers hits the aisle with elbow tendonitis. Yeah, that's fake, bitch. Um, they're gonna teach Michael Chavez how to play the outfield to make room for Brock Holt and Dustin Pedroia. Why? Who cares about Brock Holt, first of all? I hate Brock Holt more than anything. He's maybe my least favorite person in the entire world. Dustin Pedroia is never going to play a Major League Baseball game again. Can he actually play the field anymore? That's a serious question. I don't know. I don't know. He's just... and If he does, he's going to come back for two weeks. I don't even know if he can make it. Yeah, so you're going to move your top prospect and be like, well, we're going to teach you two more positions you're probably going to take playing time away it's going to be jackie bradley jr who gets the boot but now you don't have jackie bradley jr in center field now mookie betts has to move to center field or or ben attendee it depends who you want to do it because you're not teaching chavi center field so he's got to take one of the corner spots that's mookie or ben attendee one of them has to move to center field that's jackie bradley jr is not in your lineup anymore because you want dustin pedroia to play second base for two weeks it doesn't make any sense who cares God, that's so it's so dumb. It's your top prospect. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He already plays three positions. Um this was my favorite story, maybe of the entire week. The Red Sox couldn't score off White Sox second baseman Jose Rondon because he threw so slow that even the stat cast radar couldn't pick it up. Like it just his pitches just weren't even registering on the radar. That's so slow. slow. Like, how slow are we talking? That's out of here. Who hit that one? Hernandez. Was it Bellinger? Oh, Kike no. Hernandez. Kiki. 
Kiki? Oh, no. Did you see Reese Witherspoon saw that video of him uh, the other day? He, like, pretended to drop his bat and then picked it up and, like, sticking his ass out to the crowd just to let, have them admire his body. And Reese Witherspoon went off on a little tangent about it. Like, oh. yeah, I'm all about that. Oh, did you see that home run celebration? No. Was it good? Ooh. Was it good? I, I see what Reese is talking about. <laughs> a little hip thrusting action in there. Are we saying that Kike Hernandez has baseball's ass? Is that what we're saying? Best ass in baseball? I mean, well, maybe we'll seems to think so. Maybe we'll have to do a study. I don't know. A lot, you... of, a lot of thrusting and hip movement going on over there. It's like that Key and Peele skit when they do the touchdown celebrations. You get two thrusts. And you're Three, just waiting for the third one. Th- third, third thrust is the flag. Yeah, he's like right. Th- he gets he gets like right down in there waiting for the little slightest twitch. Yeah. Can you tell me any movie that Reese Witherspoon is in? I know she's famous, but I don't think I don't think I know anything she's been in. Legally Blonde. I've never seen Legally Blonde. Right. Hold on, Tori. Reese Witherspoon's in Legally Blonde, right? Yeah, nailed yes. it. Okay. Crushed it. Crushed it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's uh, that's got to be a wild experience for Tori. We're we're doing a baseball cast podcast just around her. And then we ask her about Reese Witherspoon. How did we get there? Kiki Hernandez. That's how we got there. Yeah. Best ass in baseball. Allegedly. Allegedly. According to Reese Witherspoon, who is apparently illegally blonde. Um, what else? Uh, Shohei Otani came back as a DH for the Angels. Fucking hate that coward. I hate him. Took the words right out of my mouth. He's a coward. Beat me to it. Softer yep. than chicken shit. Won't even take a meeting with the Yankees. Doesn't want to deal with the pressure in New York. Now he wants to go to L.A. where he can just live under Mike Trout's shadow. And just, nobody cares out there because it's L.A. The weather's always beautiful. Oh, sure. It's yeah, everyone's, everyone's sitting outside eating avocados and whatnot and surfing. Nobody has any idea what's going on. Nope. And no the Angels knows are never good, so who cares? Team. No one even knows they have a baseball team. I hate that guy. Shohei Otani can't hit lefties. Should not have won the rookie of the year over Miguel Andujar. I will take that to my grave. I don't care if he plays both ways. It's not that impressive. He can't hit lefties. Fuck that guy. I concur. Uh, Joey Gallo got to 100 homers before he got to 100 singles. Welcome back, Adam Dunn. Adam, that's, a, that's a good comparison. I feel like <laughs> that's the one he probably gets the most often. But well, you, does, I don't know at the top of that. Does Gallo strike out a lot? Oh, yeah. That is Adam Dunn. Oh, Perfect. Yeah. I crushed that one. <laughs> It's just, it's the launch angle. First Reese Witherspoon, now Adam Dunn. I'm on fire. (laughs) Uh, Josh Bell hit one 472 feet and became the fourth player in PNC Park history to hit it into the Allegheny River on the fly. Who are the other ones? I have no idea. I don't know. I just... I got the alert on my phone. I haven't seen the video, but I'm sure it's quite impressive. See, that's what I saw. I saw a tweet, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. He's only the fourth person to ever do that. I did not do any research into who the other players were. That's something that a professional podcaster would have done, but that is not what this is. Nope. Uh, Mike fires through his second no-hitter of his career. I hate that guy. He wants to kill Giancarlo Stanton, and I want Giancarlo Stanton to break a bat over his head. I feel like you owe him an apology. Mike fires? Yeah, he said some choice things about him uh i don't know if they're playing the yankees or if we were watching him on tv and you just made fun of him relentlessly for like 10 or 15 oh that's it because how do you know the last name fires if you throw 93 yeah exactly that was the fuck out of here and then he just goes you gotta change that shit throws another no hitter yeah well it doesn't really mean anything because the list is impressive of active players to have two no hitters or multiple act no hitters it's Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Jake Arrieta, and this is where I feel better about myself, Homer Bailey. Yeah. Homer Bailey fucking sucks. So if that guy can throw two no-hitters, I don't care that Mike Fires did it. I mean, doesn't matter the to me. Jim Abbott, right? The Yankees had one hand. Yeah, and he did it. Uh, let me come back when you threw a perfect game. Yeah. All right? Oh, then again, Dallas Braden threw a perfect Listen, game. I, I, I couldn't toss for shit. No, but I threw a perfect game in Super Mega Baseball. I'm sure I could do it in real life, too. There you go. Yeah. Homer Bailey for his career. After my high school just threw a perfect game today, actually. Really? Yeah. In uh, minor leagues? No, high school. 
a high some school. Guy from my high school, like right. some kid that goes to the school I went to. I thought someone you went to high school with who is now like in a system. Still impressive, nonetheless. Yeah, oh, still very impressive. Uh, Homer Bailey, career 458 ERA. Um, literally nothing, nothing worth noting. Seven, 70 and 80 win loss. He's just bad. He's just really bad. K rate 7.3. Bad. That guy threw a no hitter. That guy threw two no hitters. And he got a huge contract from it, too. I remember that. I remember they. I, who was it? I guess it was the Reds that gave him a big contract. But it was like, oh, it came off him throwing a no hitter. Yeah, six years, $105 million. He got pizzade. Yeah, pizzade. Bred it up for literally one no hitter. And just nothing else. Nothing else of note. And Mike Fires is going to be. Mike Fires isn't going to get paid, but he's going to be the same quality as Homer Bailey. He just stinks, and I hate that guy. Coward. John Carlos Stanton will murder him. Um, I saw a video of a seagull that ate an entire helmet full of nachos. <laughs> <laughs> what a tra- Saw a video of a seagull. <laughs> It ate it ate a full helmet. You know the helmet bowls that they that they do for like nachos. Oh, and, I'm and well aware. Chicken. Yeah, someone left their their helmet on their seat in Cleveland, and a seagull just came and housed the whole thing. Incredible. <laughs> Baseball is fantastic. It's a hungry seagull. <laughs> Bob- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. This is why I'm going to cut four to catch up on all these stories now. Because I want I want these. I want the seagull eating the helmet. That's what I want to talk about on this podcast. How about that little kid last night at the Yankee game freaking out when Luke Voigt got hit? The little redhead kid? Oh, yeah. Just going bananas when Clint Luke Frazier Voigt Jr. got hit. Like, yeah, just got hit. He's like throwing his arms up in the air. He's going nuts. <laughs> hey, I, I freaked out too from yeah. my couch. Obviously. And, his, and then his little brother comes running up. And he's like yelling and throwing. Like, those kids are about to jump on the field and beat the piss out of the Mariners <laughs> on behalf of Luke Voigt. No, you don't You don't want to fuck with a redheaded kid. No. They're wild. Uh, did you You saw it. Travis Scott posted, uh, posted Clint Frazier's cleats on his Instagram. Like that's nice. The whole reason Clint Frazier was wearing these those specific cleats were to impress Travis Scott, who he's a big fan of, and Travis Scott re- retweeted him. That's awesome. Which, see, was that really the whole plan? Yeah, the um, oh, the the light tan ones that he had the other day. I think he wore them today too. Actually, no, they, today he had on blue ones. Uh, so I think he wore them for two games in a row at least. Yeah, I, I missed but, him. Yeah, Travis Scott gave him a little shout out for it, which was awesome. Clint Frazier's cleat game is just, it's the most fire thing in the world. That it is. Uh, last thing, Pablo Sandoval threw a 10-pitch shutout inning. This big, big position player pitching week. Uh, least shocking response of all time. Yeah. He's, uh, From him. Like well, the, the least secret, shocking thing in the yeah, world. The secret to his success on the mound is that he just doesn't care. Does he care about anything anymore? Has he ever cared so. once? Well, if you got breaded up the way he got breaded up, would you care really no, at but all? No, and it's always been his thing. He's well, just like, huh? You know, I go up there, swing the bat. Sometimes I hit home runs. Sometimes I make really good plays at third. And now, my beer drinking habits, my eating habits, have really caught up to me. And now I just can't throw or catch a baseball, or hit one. I sure for hell can't hit one. Let me try to throw one over the plate. Oh yeah. And he just, just kind of tossed it over. What a fall from grace that guy had. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. From uh, years ago, he was one of the best third time two time World Series champion. Or three time. 2010, 12, and 14. They won the World Series all three years, right? Yeah. Because right? they I, had an even year Red, thing going. I think was he still technically on the Red Sox last year? Or was he back in San Francisco? Uh 2017 Red Sox triple A. 2016 was the last time he played. In the, the major Astros. leagues for the Red Sox, but yeah, what a fight! He ten years ago he was, you know, a unanimous All Star selection. You know, it was very highly sought after. Yeah, unbelievable. And then what? He went San Fran to Boston, right? And that was it. And that was his just yeah. And then and Boston hated him, so he just went back to San Fran. Yeah, but well, he sucked in Boston. Oh yeah, he was terrible. What's 2015, he had a full season with 245 batting average. Yeah, he sucked. I have fan graphs up, and for whatever reasons, they are only going up to batting average in this chart because I don't really care about batting average. And then in 2016, 
he only appeared in three games. He had six at bats and zero hits. Well, that's, that's when he came back to camp, right? And they so shockingly overweight, right? And so out of shape that they were just like they were. Was that the year they were try, they tried to get money back from him? Or they? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, they did because they were just like we're not paying you because it's just unbelievable. Like yeah, there had to there had to have been something in the contract where it was like, listen, if you get up to this weight and you're just this out of shape, no, you're not even trying. Built, there's something built into everyone's contract like that. Like if you blatantly stop taking care of your body and you're just not in shape and you're not healthy, then we're just not going to pay you. Dude, he wasn't even good in in AAA for them. He hit 221 for them in AAA in 2017 oh, over 20 games, which isn't a lot of games. But it's the Giants right now. Yeah. Not, he's not having a bad year so far this year. He's hitting 262, which at I mean at this stage of his career, anywhere he's what up? Yeah, how old is he? Jeez, he made his professional debut in 2006 in Single A, MOB debut in 2008. So he's pretty old and he's pretty fat. I'm gonna say he's 35. Let's find out. Uh, 32. That's much younger than I thought he was. Time has not been kind to him. No. Neither have Doritos. Oh, well. Doritos. <laughs> so we're going to call it there on calling Pablo Sandoval fat and not very talented anymore. Uh, I think I like You don't want to do our biggest surprises really quick? Oh, shit. I f- completely forgot about that. Yeah. What's your biggest surprise of the year so far? Uh, I got a couple. Uh, one, Tampa Bay's pitching. Uh, I think we kind of expected it to be pretty good, but they've been really on top of it recently. Dominating, keeping them. They're in first, right? They're ahead of us. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler Glasnow is an absolute stud. Yeah, they Came out of nowhere for them. For really? Me. I didn't think about them. They got a bunch of studs that are all out there five days a week. Uh, number two is actually Chris Paddock. I think he That's he's a rookie, pick. and he's had off to a great start. I love these rookie pitches that come in, and they just dominate, light the world up, and then we never hear from them ever again. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my surprises, I thought. Because, again, everyone was talking about Tatis coming into the year for them and Manny Machado Tatis and, and Hosmer. Soon. Well, I'm just saying, you know, that those are the talking points of them coming into the year and then Paddock's coming in and dominating. Yeah. Um, and then also my last one is still the Boston Red Sox. I still think they they're going to figure this thing out. You know, they, they won a little bit of a win streak here recently. So, you know, they're, they're catching up and they're going to be there. But before we started, they were in... Bottom of the ninth, the Orioles had someone in runner had someone in scoring position. I have no idea how the game ended, but yeah, I recently took the Red Sox off my most surprising list because they are kind of coming back. Yeah, um, but still, just how it's playing out right now and how it seems to be going for them, still pretty surprised. Yeah, um, for me, two two of mine both come from the Padres. The Padres are surprising all around. Uh, number one is the Padres as a team. They're Third in the division, it's a it's a soft third though. They're three games back of the Dodgers. They're kind of they they could be in the conversation for a wild card spot. If the I think the NL East, if they keep beating up on each other, I th- the winning team in the division can end yeah, up at like ninety I think wins. They're gonna catabolize each other over there. Yeah, and you're talking about I, I would have assumed at the beginning of the year. I think I predicted that in the in the Central, it'd be the Brewers winning the division. And then I thought the Cubs and the Cardinals would both get playoff spots. Not that like they the same thing with the AL East. I think the the NL is going to be tight. I think the NL is going to be. I think the NL is going to be real tight. Yeah, but if I'm if I'm looking at it, I think I think you're right. Yeah, the Padres they have a good chance because Machado's not playing well. That's my second biggest surprise. Manny Machado, he sucks. He's really bad right now. Not Uh, boy Gio. Not like our boy Gio Urshela, who's maybe just the best hitter of all time and the best at fielding and the best at getting clutch hits and the best at just life. I mean, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, it's just hysterical. that We just got him for cash. Yeah, cash. $1.50. Your other surprise? Um, all right, so I had the Padres. I had Manny Machado. And then, shoot, I just lost it. Um, oh, did you only have two? I, th- I just thought you. Had no, I had, I had three. Um Oh, you know what it was? I had the Red Sox on my most surprising list, and then I was looking at it. And I was like, "Well, they're not—they're not really that much of a surprise anymore." Um, all right, I'm going to say the Oakland A's because I didn't think that they were going to be that good this year, but they have been—they've gone to being absolutely atrocious lately. And they still like—they have a talented roster. They have—they 
the pitching needs work, obviously. They're a team that could be in on Dallas Keuchel, maybe. They could use a guy like that. If Mike Fires is your ace, that's not good. Hate that guy. <laughs> Hate that guy. And a bullpen it. Yeah, bullpen it. Um, ooh, you know what? The Twins. The Twins is also a good pick for me. I might yep. just rattle off like 10 surprises. Yeah, are you just going to just go through everything <laughs> that's... Oh, man. Yeah, so, yeah, the Red Sox. I'm, if I'm going to rattle off surprises, I'm going to put the Red Sox back on the list because they should be better than this, and they kind of stink. Yeah. If this is going to keep going, I'm just going to put my mic down. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> yeah. Who else? I want to look at Vlad Jr.'s numbers, too. We saw his first game. I want to see if he got any better. Um, someone said he was going to hit 300 this year, that they predicted. The, the Zips projection only has... They only had four people hitting 400 this year. And... Then they added Vlad Jr. to that list. Yeah, Zips has him at 281. Steamer has him at 295. He's hitting 162 right now, which is not great. Negative 0.2 war. Yikes. Big yikes. He'll turn it around. He's talented enough. This is just, I'm just solo podcasting now. Rob, Rob is literally, his computer is, is almost off. Yeah. All right. So we'll wrap it up there. Uh, I, think I, like, I think I like this once a week podcast thing. Now, I think we get to cover a lot more stuff. I like that. I know. Well, I'm talking to you, but you're on the other side of the room and nobody can hear you talking. And I'm talking to our audience, of which I don't know if we actually have one. So, oh well. We'll be back next Wednesday. 